0: Hello and welcome to the quiz kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Listen to it, Fizz. First aid for relief from headache, Alka Seltzer. From acid indigestion, Alka Seltzer. From cold discomfort, Alka Seltzer. Alka Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids. And the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly.
2: Are you all set for some fun? Well, fine. That's exactly what we're going to have. This is another big competition day here in school. Yes, it's going to be a battle royal between the Quiz Kids and five prominent members of Rotary International. Uh, both teams, I'm very happy to say, are in excellent condition. The Quiz Kids have weighed in at 487 and a half pounds. The Rotarians tip the scales at slightly under two tons. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and now, in this
4: corner, we have
2: quiz kids,
4: Patrick I'm Patrick Owen Conlon, I'm 13 years old And I'm a freshman at Calumet High School in Chicago
5: Joe I'm Joel Coverman, I'm 14 years old And I'm a junior at Roosevelt High School
4: Harvey I'm Harvey Dutch, I'm 7 years old I go to Hibbert School in grade 3B
0: Lonnie I'm Lonnie Lundy, I'm 14 years old and I'm a sophomore at Maine Township High
2: School in Park Ridge, Illinois And the newcomer, Betty.
4: I'm Betty Satinoff. I'm 13 years old, and I'm a freshman at the John Marshall High School in Chicago.
2: In the opposing corner, five Rotarians. The secretary of Rotary International, Mr. Lovejoy.
6: I'm Philip Lovejoy, and I'm secretary of Rotary International. I was born in Maine, which makes me a maniac, which indicates I shouldn't be on this program (laughs) at all.
3: (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. oh, Hooray! (laughs) (laughs)
2: And the treasurer of Rotary International, Mr. Verner.
6: Well, I'm Dick Verner, treasurer of Rotary International, and I belong right here in Chicago.
2: Fine. (laughs) The minister of the First Methodist Church of Chicago, Dr. Goff.
5: I'm Charles R. Goff. I am pastor of the church down in the Loop. I live way up in the steeple of that church, and I wish I was up there right
3: now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Next, a Rotary, a Rotary um, uh, Foundation fellow for, from Cordoba, Argentina, Mr. Gordillo.
0: I'm Pedro Antonio Gordillo, studying at the Illinois Tech Rotary Foundation fellow from Cordoba, Argentina.
2: All right. <laughs> Bye, and a prominent businessman and a director of the Chicago Crime Commission Mr Leverone
0: I'm Nathaniel Leverone a Chicago businessman with a New England accent I came by that honestly because I'm one of the last living rugged individualists that voted a Republican ticket in New Hampshire <laughs>
2: All right well on your toes contestants here's your first question Tell me, what is the significance of this number seven one 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 three? No hands up. Mr. Leverone.
0: That's my telephone. That's
3: great. Right. How do you like that? Oh boy! Oh, boy! Hey,
0: <laughs> okay,
2: now you quiz kids better watch out for these fellas here. Yes, sir. Mr. Leveron knows his own telephone number.
3: <laughs>
2: well, here's our next question. Mrs. Nina Graham of New York City says, We all know about farmers using scarecrows, and many consider the crow a pest, but just what can you say in favor of the crow's cause? Ca- or ca- what am I saying here? Uh, uh, <laughs> Harvey.
4: <laughs> well, the cr- many farmers think the crow is mm, is harmful just because it eats a, it eats it has a very delicacy that is corn, but it re- it really is helpful to the farmers because it eats pe- pe- insects that do, do bad to the farmers' crops, such as slugs, locusts, and and. Lar and their larvae.
2: Well, say now that's that's right, Harvey. You got it. Well, tell me something, Harvey. What is the crow sometimes called in other countries?
4: Well, I don't know.
2: Oh <laughs> well, I was quick and concise, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I just threw that in as a sort of an afterpart. Uh, uh, I uh, understand that uh, sometimes the crow is called uh, in, say, in Scotland, the, the uh, rook. Is, have you heard anything uh, like that? No. We haven't, huh? Well, I hadn't either till I saw my card here. <laughs> All right. Well, now, uh, right at this moment, I want to explain about the Alka-Seltzer Awards given away every Sunday, friends. The questions used on our program are sent in by you listeners. And when a question is answered correctly... The alka Award is a fine, zenith, trans-oceanic, portable radio. For example, that's what Wilma White of Chicago receives for her question, if it's answered correctly. Now, let's try it and see what happens. It's a romantic question, and as I said, it's from Mrs. Wilma White of Chicago. Our organist, Howard Peterson, will play two songs about sweethearts. And you are to identify and sing each song and name the composer. Here's the first one. Lonnie? Well, oh, that's the song Sweethearts, and it's by Victor Herbert. What? What? Now, wait a minute. Betty, you had your hand up, honey. What yeah. were you going to say?
4: I was going to say that it was the song Sweethearts.
2: Yes, and uh, how about the composer, Joe? I'm pretty sure it is by
3: Herbert. It was from that
2: opera he wrote,
3: uh, I think mm, by the. Well, same...
2: now, wait a minute. I think we're a little confused here, Pat. Well, it might be Schubert. No, no. Lonnie? I guess it was Sigmund Romberg. Sigmund Romberg, that's right, from Maytime. Uh-huh. Now, can you sing a little of it for us?
0: Oh, oh very little. All right. <laughs> sweetheart, sweetheart, sweetheart. That's it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's the radio version. Uh, <laughs> and so far as time is concerned. Well, that's all right, Lonnie. Now, let's see what we can do with this next one. Uh, Mr. Verner.
6: Well, I should know that one. That's the sweetheart of Sigma Chi, Mr. Kelly, and it was written by
2: my brother, <laughs> Dudley Verner. That's absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> Mr. Werner, now your brother wrote Sweetheart of Sigma Kai. Let's hear his brother sing a little of it. Well, I'm no uh, opera star,
1: but I'll do my
3: best.
2: (laughs) The
1: girl of my dreams is the sweetest girl
2: of all the girls I know.
3: That's a little. Oh, wonderful.
2: Thank you very much. That's a really uh, wonderful song, too. Now, like I said, Wilma White of Chicago gets a dandy Zenith Transoceanic portable radio that gives worldwide reception no matter where you are. Now, if you had missed, she would have had a choice between a Zenith television set and a large console Zenith radio phonograph combination. That television set is the Zenith Buchanan, and believe me, it has everything. A new super-range chassis to ensure the ultimate in performance. The sensational built-in picture magnet aerial, single-knob automatic tuning, and the glare band black tube for clearer pictures. The large console radio phonograph plays all types of records and has AM and FM radio. Now, if you would like to try to win one of these fine Zeniths, send in a question for our radio program, friends. Address your questions to Quiz Kids, Box Y, Chicago 77, Illinois. Well, let's see what else we. Oh, here's a dandy. Uh, Mrs. Dolores Winters of uh, Miami, Florida, wants you to try to tell who lived in the following unusual dwellings. First, who lived in a tub? Betty?
4: Well, that would be the uh, butcher, the baker, and
2: the candlestick maker, wouldn't it? a well, oh. three men L- in the top. <laughs> well, I, I, of course, I'm asking about. Uh, I'm thinking of someone else. That's that's all right, Betty. Pat. That might be Diogenes. Diogenes, that's who I was thinking of. Uh-huh. And uh, let's see now. Uh, seems like we heard this before, but anyway, I'm going to ask it. Who lived in a church steeple? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Goff. I ought to know that.
5: I didn't know the question was coming, but that's where I really Well, think. tell me something. How, how do you
2: stand on your front porch?
5: Walk down three steps, and I really have a front
2: porch. Oh, is that so? That's right. Well, what do you know about that? Well, tell me this. Do, do you have bats in your... I mean...
3: Do you have bats? <laughs> yes. Huh?
2: And sometimes in my belt. <laughs> Well, that must be very, very interesting. Well, say, teams, now we're off to a good start. I'm going to give you a minute now to catch your breath, and uh, I'd like to use that minute to look ahead to next Thursday. Yowie, to that big Thanksgiving feast. You know, this is one time when anticipation cannot be better than realization because you just know the table's going to be loaded with all the good things you like. Yes, Mother's going to see to that, bless her heart, And because she knows it's quite possible some of her folks may overeat a bit, she'll make sure there's plenty of Alka-Seltzer on hand, too. Oh, you betcha. Mother's wise. She knows that uh, where there's Alka-Seltzer, there's a way to fast relief from acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer goes to work right away to relieve that upset, uncomfortable feeling. It acts promptly to reduce excess gastric acidity. And you're feeling ship-shape again in almost no time. So remember, friends, on Thanksgiving or whenever acid indigestion causes discomfort, be wise. Alkalize with Alka-Seltzer. You betcha. Good old Alka-Seltzer. Well, here we go again with the Quiz Kids versus the Rotarians. Now, here's a question from Bernard Knox of Peoria, Illinois, about something I'm sure all you men contestants like. A good steak. If you were serving a steak to the following men, what kind might you serve... That would be in keeping with each of their occupations. For instance, what kind of steak might you serve to a yodeler? Oh, boy. Joe. Swiss steak. Swiss steak. That's the idea. Now, come on, fellas. You've got to get in on this, too. (laughs) All right. How about a red cap? What kind of a steak? A red cap. Real quick. Betty. A porterhouse steak. A porterhouse steak. That's right. To a boxer. A steak. What kind of steak? To a boxer. Pat. It
4: might be a beef steak. They put it on his eyes. After he <laughs> well, he got. Uh,
2: yeah, you're right there. And, of course, there are quite a, a few beefs once in a while. Uh, Lonnie? A uh, round steak. round steak. That's what I was thinking of. To a knight in armor. To a knight in armor. Sir Lloyd. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Lovejoy. you. <laughs> I must ask you, Mr. Lovejoy, not to sneak in like that and, <laughs> and talk and then hold your hand up after you finish. All right, teacher. <laughs> now let's all remember. That. Okay. <laughs> I wonder whether you gentlemen realize what an important member we have on our Quiz Kids board. Little seven year old Harvey Deitch was invited to New York City by the Bronx Zoo, where he had a miniature owl named for him. Uh, what was the most exciting thing about your trip, Harvey?
4: Well, we, we, we landed in there by radar. Oh, yeah. The next day we went to the zoo. This is, I met Mrs. Martini, a famous animal trainer down there. And she oh. showed me all around, and I petted a tiger.
2: Then you what? you what, what? Petted
4: a full-grown tiger. A
2: full-grown tiger? Yeah. What do you know about that?
4: Then, then Mr. Weiner is the man who sponsored my Philadelphia trip. He came down there. We oh. went into Empire State Building, and he bought me a two magnified two hundred times microscope. Well, and, say,
2: isn't that wonderful? Uh, what What else? And uh,
4: then then we went to Radio City, and I saw saw um, a movie called *Killing Solomon's Mines*.
2: Uh, King Solomon's mine. Oh, fine, fine, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll bet you just had a grand time, Harvey.
4: Yes, I really did.
2: (laughs) That's a boy, huh? Uh, Well, let's get along here now. I just wanted the folks to know about that. This next question is from Mrs. Catherine Henderson of Chicago, and I've asked our contestant, Mr. Philip Lovejoy, to uh, help me with it. Mr. Lovejoy started a doll collection for his daughter some time ago, and it now contains 525 dolls from all over the world. And he's brought two of them down to the program, and he will describe the costumes to you while you try to identify what country each represents. All right, Mr.
6: Lovejoy. Well, the first one uh, is named Pedro, and he has a sister by the name of Guadalupe, and Pedro wears a very big sombrero. Why? Let's see. Betty had her hand up first. Well,
4: he'd be Mexican, wouldn't he? Something like that, or Spanish, that or something. That would be correct. Mexico.
6: Mm-hmm. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. Now, let's... now, here's let's... another one whose name is Asclas Baad. She's studying English, and she lives on a reservation in New Mexico. Uh, Mr. Leverone has his hand <laughs> up. It's an Indian. What kind of an Indian?
2: There. An American Indian.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty <laughs> well, sharp there,
6: we, Mr. Leverone. We, we Leveron. ought to name the tribe, don't uh, you think? An well, all right, you think mm. so? Yes.
2: We'll corner him
6: somewhere yes. here. All right. How about it, Mr. Leverone?
2: What uh, particular tribe?
0: He looks like a Democrat to me. <laughs> <laughs> It
2: doesn't resemble any of the Cleveland Indians, I'll say. (laughs) All right, uh, well, let's see if we got a hand up over here. Joel? Navajo, probably.
3: That's right. Is that
2: right? Correct. Well, fine, Joel, fine. Say, Mr. Lovejoy, I wonder whether you would tell us a little about your last trip.
6: Why, Joe, I'd be very glad to. Last week, I returned to the United States from a three-month trip around the world. I had a perfectly grand experience of seeing how Rotarians in Australia and New Zealand and Indonesia and India and Thailand and many other countries of Europe are working together to promote the Rotary ideal of service, even though they differ widely in language and customs and religion and government. The Rotary Club, you know, Joe, is a service club. Rotarians work unselfishly to make their community a better place in which to live. They promote high standards in business and professions. They... Strive unceasingly for a better world through the promotion of international understanding, goodwill, and peace. One of Rotary's major contributions in the international field is its program of Rotary fellowships, which has enabled more than 200 outstanding young college men and women like Pedro Cadillo of Argentine, whom you introduced a few minutes ago, uh, to study uh, abroad for a year. In the last four years, Rotary has made grants totaling more than a half a million dollars to these international ambassadors of Goodwill. It's an investment in the world leaders of tomorrow, which we hope will pay tremendous dividends in international understanding.
2: Thank you, Mr. Lovejoy. Well, now, since one of our contestants, Mr. Gordillo, is from Argentina, he ought to welcome this question from Mr. S. N. Trevino. Uh, since it's all in Spanish, I've asked Mr. Trevino from the University of Chicago to come down and ask it himself. All right, Mr. Trevino, proceed with your question.
5: Quisiera yeah. usted decirnos, señor Gordillo, que arquitectos y estilos arquitectónicos han tenido mayor
0: influencia en la Argentina.
5: Conteste usted en español.
0: Bueno, el estilo arquitectónico de mayor influencia en Argentina ha sido el renacimiento español, y entre los principales arquitectos se cuenta Juan de Herrera. Mm. Últimamente, los arquitectos modernos de Corbusier, Mies van der Rohe, Frank Lloyd Wright, and so on... han tenido una gran influencia en arquitectura moderna argentina.
3: Yeah. hmm
0: <laughs>
2: hmm Yep, that's what it says right here on my card, word for word. But, uh, now wait a minute. Uh, would you gentlemen tell me just, uh, what are you talking about, uh, Mr. Trevino? I'll be
5: glad to, Mr. Kelly. I asked Mr. Gordillo if he would tell us what architects and architectural styles have most influenced Argentina.
2: Oh, and what did, uh, what what was your answer, Mr. Gordillo?
0: Well, I said that the most influential uh, style in Argentina has been the uh, Spanish Renaissance and one of the outstanding architects, Juan de Herrera. And nowadays, the modern architects like Carbusier or Miss Van der Rohe. Frank Wright had been a great influence in the modern uh, Argentine architecture.
2: Oh, fine, fine. Well, it's uh, nice to know those things, you
5: know. <laughs> uh, by the way, Mr. Kelly, you might be interested in asking Mr. Gordillo
2: what his name means in English. Oh, well, uh, what does your name mean in English, Mr. Mm, Gordillo? Little Fat Man. Little Fat Man. Gordillo. <laughs> well, now, from uh, your build, I, I would think that uh, you and I should exchange names. Uh, LAUGHTER
3: Because I am
2: the little fat one, as you say. (laughs) That's cute. Now, before I pull the next puzzler from our Alka-Seltzer question box, our announcer, Bob Murphy, has a question. Say, folks, has this Sunday been spoiled for
1: you because a headache has made you feel upset and irritable? Well, right now, or whenever you have a headache, remember this. First aid for relief from a headache is Alka-Seltzer. Yes, here's the way to really fast relief. Drop one or two Alka-Seltzer tablets into a glass of water. Let it fizz, then drink it. Since Alka-Seltzer is dissolved before you take it, the pain-relieving analgesic sodium acetylsalicylate is ready to go right to work. And because of its effervescence, those thousands of sparkling bubbles, Alka-Seltzer gets there fast to give fast relief. Keep Alka-Seltzer handy all the time. Use it as first aid for relief when you have a headache or when some member of your family has one.
2: Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. Thank you, Bob. And now we move into the last lap of this big competition between the Quiz Kids and the Rotarians. Here's one from Mrs. Sarah H. Murray of Washington, D.C. Of course, you adults can recall the administrations of more of our United States presidents than the Quiz Kids can, but just for fun, let's try this question on both panels of contestants. You are to name presidents who were elected to two or more terms. I shall call on first the adult board and then the quiz kid board and then the adult board until either all the presidents are named or until one board of contestants is stumped. All right, I'll begin with the uh, Rotarians. Who would like to start off? Mr. Lovejoy. Washington. George Washington. All right, quiz kid Betty. Uh,
4: Franklin D. Roosevelt. Uh,
2: that's uh, right, and back to the grown ups. Who else? Oh, no, wait a don't, don't let me down here. No, no, All right, no, Mr. Leverone? Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, uh, let's see. No, no, I'm sorry. Ah, no, he was uh, elected only well, once. You see, that is where the trick uh, is, the catch no, no. is. All right, uh, Woodrow Wilson. Dr. Goff? Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, fine. All right, and back to quiz kids. Uh, Joel? Oh, Jefferson. Jefferson, that's another one. Back to the grown ups. Oh,
3: now,
2: boys. <laughs> All right. All right, well, back to Lonnie. Uh, Grant. Grant? All right, fine. Uh, back to the grown-ups.
3: Taft?
2: Oh. <laughs> Dr. Goff. Uh, Taft? Huh?
5: Elected? Oh. No.
2: Mm-hmm. No, no. Uh-uh. All right, back to Quiz Kids. All right, Pat. Rover Cleveland. Rover Cleveland. That's right. Well, we've given the older boy... Uh, Joel, do you have another one? Well, could I add the rest? Uh, Madison, uh, Monroe... Monroe. Uh, ja- let's see, uh, Jackson... Jackson. And then uh, Lincoln... Lincoln. And let's see, what well, else comes in there? We've, uh... Well, I guess that's... Just all one right. left. Just one. Lonnie? McKinley, McKinley, I believe. McKinley, that's right. That's very, very good, kid. <laughs> All right, now, this next question uh, from the Alka-Seltzer question box is from Mrs. Thelma Dahl of New York. Who picked out these names for his daughters? Goneril, Regan, and Cordelia Betty.
4: That would be King Lear.
2: King Lear, that's right, honey. Uh, How about Emily, uh, Charlotte, and Anne? Betty again.
4: Well, uh, that would be the father of uh, the Browning. Uh, That's uh, the Barretts, excuse me.
2: The what? Uh, No, no. So, uh, wait a minute, Pat. Uh, uh, the Bronte uh, sisters. The Bronte uh-huh. sisters, Patrick Bronte. Uh huh. And how about Dorothy, Margaret, and Charlotte? Well, uh, Doctor
3: Dombey. <laughs> they
2: uh,
5: happen to be mine.
2: <laughs> Your daughters. That's right. Oh boy, Dave. <laughs> Good thing you came through on that, Doctor Goff. I want to tell you. Well, here's a quickie from Mrs. Ethel Arnett of Greensboro, North uh, Carolina. What traffic sign, when spelled backwards, becomes something you men hate to wash when you're helping with the dishes? (laughs) Oh, no hands up from the adults. All right, Lonnie. Pots backwards would be stop. S T O P. That is right, Lonnie. (laughs) Harvey, now, what were you going to say, son? The
3: well, same thing. Oh, well,
2: I, all right. I I'm just checking up. Clement uh, Landfield of Chicago says that these three baseball players have the same first name as three comic strip characters. You are to identify the player and the comic character. What Red Sox infielder has the same first name as the uncle of a family who lived near a famous alley? Lonnie. Walt Droppo, and it'd be Uncle Walt. Uncle Walt. Gasoline Alley, that's right. What Yankee outfielder has the same first name as a famous prize fighter in the comics? Harvey.
4: Joe Palooka, I know, is a prizefighter. Oh, all right, who's the other Joe? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Oh.
2: Pat. Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> Joe, Joe DiMaggio is right. What cub outfielder has the same first name as a young man in a comic strip which deals with teenagers? Oh, you boys are in on this here. You grown-up, you know. Hi, Lonnie?
4: Well, I'm not sure. Uh, A comic strip that deals with teenagers would be Harold Teen. Harold Teen. Well, a cub cub outfielder named Harold. Yeah. yeah.
2: So... Joel hell, Jeffcoat. Jeffcoat, that's right. Very good. (laughs) Mrs. Helen Adams of La Jolla, California, sends in this question. The 1951 calendars will feature some new girls, but what calendar always features the same girls? How about this one? What calendar always features the same girls? Mr. Lovejoy. The Squire calendar. No. (laughs) No. No, I've got you on this. I've got all of you. I'm pretty sure.
5: Joe, isn't there one calendar that has the Dion Quintuplets on it?
2: You say on it? Now you're warm. You're or warm, or Joe. Or now elucidate, I explain. What? All right, Lonnie. I'm not sure. Don't they come from a town named Calendar? Calendar, Ontario.
3: That. <laughs> <the>, oh <laughs> <laughs> boy! Oh, <laughs>
2: And now it's time for the judges to name the winning team. Uh, we'll give them a few seconds to total the scores. And friends, while we're waiting, here's an important message.
1: Mothers' one-a-day brand multiple vitamins taken every day give complete protection against the let-down, all-in, pepless feeling that results from a lack of any or all of the known essential vitamins. Health surveys indicate that millions of schoolchildren show definite signs of vitamin deficiency disease. Protect your family. Don't let lack of vitamins interfere with the normal growth, energy, and progress of your children. Remember, one-a-day brand, multiple vitamins. Protect. Remember the name and the package.
2: Blue with a big one. Well, attention, quiz kids and Rotarians, here are your scores. The judges report that as a class, you didn't miss a single question this afternoon. The uh, Rotarians have a score of 83, and the quiz kids, 165. Well, congratulations, Quiz Kids, and congratulations to you Rotarians, too. You were in there pitching every minute. Yes, it was really wonderful the way you entered into the spirit of the occasion, and we were mighty happy to have you five representatives of Rotary International with us this afternoon and to learn of the fine work your organization is doing. And by the way, friends, our uh, other fraternal organizations to compete with the Quiz Kids in the near future will be the Lions International and the Benevolent Order of Elks. Now, next Sunday, we will welcome 4-H Club boys and girls to our classroom. These youngsters will represent their wonderful organization by participating in a program which I know will interest you listeners. So be sure to join us. And now, friends, our sponsor, the Miles Laboratories, the Quiz Kids, and yours truly want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. As a nation and as individuals... We have much to be thankful for this coming Thursday, and I'm going to ask Dr. Goff, minister of the First Methodist Church of Chicago, to express in prayer the thanks that is in every heart.
5: Let us unite in prayer. O God, we pause now to give thee thanks for this country of ours, for its history of freedom, and for the multitudes who have sacrificed for it, We thank Thee for those of our own who in distant lands today are giving their all for us. Be with them in their loneliness, and when Thanksgiving Day comes and we gather in our churches and about our tables, may we recall again to ourselves and to our children the multitude of blessings that are ours. Keep us free. Keep us grateful and make us useful in the Master's name. Amen.
1: Listen to the Quiz Kids coast to coast every Sunday afternoon and see and hear Alka-Seltzer's Quiz Kids television show on NBC. Consult your local newspaper for the time and station. Until next week at this same time, this is Bob Murphy speaking. Bob Hope and Eddie Cantor join the big show today on NBC.